a seat to the bar and join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tansen, Jess, and Maggie bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's Pubcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 9.20, Stairway to Heaven, where we are covering the novel Summer Night. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Okay, so look. <laughs> <laughs> You're just an accident of electricity and meat, and you can't be held accountable for doing math? Dr. Frankenstein, is that you? <laughs> it's, not, it's not that I failed at math, okay? If people look at our notes on our Patreon, they can see that we have, well, Tanzan's notes specifically, that there are many edits or suggestions. What are we going to go with the title based off of how many chapters we end up covering? Because we don't know going into the chapter how much the other two people are going to have to say, right? I might have nothing to talk about, and then we end up talking about the layout of a Walmart for three episodes. (laughs) So you never know. This is just how things go, right? right? And you can tell from our episodes, sometimes we put out like a 67-minute episode, and sometimes we put out like a 37-minute episode, right? Because we don't know how much we have to say about a certain number of topics. So what are you trying to say now, Jessica? What is this all in relation to? So, <laughs> when I started putting Why some words to me? <laughs> into the episode beginning, I predicted how many words I would need. <laughs> And I predicted roughly 10 too many. (laughs) (laughs) So that's not my fault. At all. (laughs) Mom and Tanzan didn't talk enough. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like me to fix that? That's the first time I've ever heard. You could just actually ask her to talk slower. Well, but but we've tried that for at least a year now. (laughs) It's not not that. It's a much bigger ask. (laughs) Whether or not every chapter is going to get its own episode or how many times a chapter is going to have to pair up with another chapter. We've gone so far as to put three chapters into an episode before when they're low content. Or when they're, you know, what happens in those chapters are so linked together, we just, you know, yeah. speed through it all as one. I'll make it win. So, I didn't know. I made an estimate. I was wrong. So, we're so joined with that being said by Tanzan, Maggie, and Tango, Oscar, Bravo, Echo. We want to send a special shout out and thank you to our newest Patreons, Auden Solly and Zachary Nelson. We'd also like to thank Dave G and Samuel for their additional contributions. By supporting us, they now get special Discord patron access to live events, McAnally t-shirt and McAnally stickers, behind the scene episode notes, episode outtakes, and of course, our undying love and support. A huge, huge, huge thank you to Auden, Zachary, Dave, and Samuel. If you'd also like to grab us a pitcher, pint, or sampler to get loads of fun perks and exclusive merchandise, check out our Patreon channel today. Chapter 29. Dresden gets picked up by the Alphas, who are accompanied by Merrill and Fix. They make their way to the lake and are ambushed by a gunman and the Tigress. 
Galthus take out the ghoul and detain the gunman, who turns out to be Ace, who has been put to task by the Red Court vampires. They continue on to find a magical stairway to the stone table in the sky. Well, that's what I was going to say when you did the chapter titles. It could be Stairway to a Battlefield. <laughs> you can just use both of them. Stairway to Heaven. Me up the battlefield. The spirit in the sky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just seeing how many musical references we could get it, in yeah, one. one episode. <laughs> well, in that case... This is the musical episode where we all sing the pot. No. Oh, God, I'm so sorry, people. <laughs> the only one that would be... Well, I know Tansy can sing. Not today. So, fun news. Everybody Jeffy. canceled their Patreon subscription. <laughs> <laughs> so, we left off with the gatekeeper giving him a chip off of the stone table and some ointment to get past the fairy glamour so he doesn't have to make himself go insane. Here's mud in your side. eye. Literally, yeah. And, um, yeah, he's, he's headed home to get ready because the, they, they opened the gateway right to his front door. And he's like, I oh, couldn't help but wonder, what do you wear to a war? Apparently so, it's all black. Uh, yeah, you just go with basic black, which in all fairness, probably what I would choose. So, um, so yeah, some, some mostly clean black jeans. I think we all feel you there, Harry. We thought these are, these are fine. These will go another day. At least okay. you didn't have to turn them inside out. Right, thank God. I was going to say, going to war is not the day I'm going to worry about laundry day. Yeah, right? Probably not. Like, like, I would get a lot worse. Probably laundry. prefer the dirty, the dirty pants yeah. to begin with. Right? Like, yeah, not your nice jeans. Like. That's fair. Going to battle, probably going to shit myself. Don't want the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking more about the muck and the mud and the blood, but okay, there's that too from inside <laughs> or outside the pants. You, Yeah, fair. So he does grab the rest of his gear and he arms himself with a magnum. Yes. His, his quintessential big, big gun. His home defense cannon. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't. But decides he doesn't, or is hoping he doesn't need it in a hurry because he doesn't want to get busted for a concealed carry. So he does put it in the bag with his other stuff. He does not carry the gun yet. And okay, so this this is kind of like the Walmart. How do you fit a dozen college students plus Meryl? Who's somewhat oversized for your average human? She's big and tall, and skinny little fix into a minivan, and then make room for Harry. This is like a clown car, people. People live in their buses, like but you know. They, they, they took out a dozen of them. But if they took out all the seats, then yeah. they could all squish. This is true. But I didn't say they took out all the seats. And well, I remember your minivan being quite large. And it was still technically a minivan. It was a minivan, but it technically had seven seats. Right. Because I had two captain's chairs instead of like... So if you take out all the chairs out of that, you could just shove a ton of people in there. Totally. True. Like these are like, you know, like assume they like, you know, play bands on the weekend. They need room for the drum kit. Like... <laughs> if I can get seven, eight people in a Geo Metro, they can get 12 people into a minivan with no chairs. No problem. And my stepmother, who did not drive that large of a minivan, still a van but it was much smaller, was able to fit four bikes and four children just using the floor space once you removed the seats. Hmm. So, you know. Well, okay, I just, I did not get the sense, and I'm trying to scan now and see. Oh, Kate, yes, yeah, yeah. Billy pushed open the passenger door, and Georgia moved back to the crowded rear seats. They did not take the seats out. This is my, Yes, if they said they had an empty gutted van and everyone was just sitting in it, no problem. Maybe, Maybe the back seat seats. is just fully in there, but the metal seats are out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe they actually have buckets and they're using buckets because, of seats. <laughs> because my grandmother, her job is a delivery person. And so she's got the two front seats and then the back bench, which is permanently installed. But the whole middle is just always empty space for shit. Yeah, I'm aware. 
but it's so, not depicted like that. Because we've all seen that in the movies, too. We're all familiar with the big side panel van and 40 people just sitting in an empty cargo van. This is not an empty cargo van. He pulled up in a freaking minivan. With I, I really hope that, that Jim Butcher doesn't actually listen to this podcast. Because <laughs> he doesn't. Like, really? This I is what you discuss? I, that the minivan wasn't big enough? <laughs> they're werewolves. They don't care about personal space. They'll sit on each other's laps. Well, I guess they have to. But this is just the thing. Is that they're going to be pretty darn squished in there. Because, yeah, like, I'm just saying if they borrowed a van, rented a van, whatever... I just, you know, somebody didn't have, like, a 15-passenger. Like, okay, my family, there was seven children in my family and my parents. We had, like, a 12-passenger van. That I would have less. You could squish a couple extra into a 12-passenger van. I don't think, like, it, you're just going to be hard-pressed to double the capacity of a minivan when it's all college students. Like, we're not talking eight-year-olds. Those, sure, I squished lots of eight-year-olds in my minivans. They're small. I still like the, the thought of, you know, s- snuggling up and sitting on laps. And, you I mean, know, right, well, they're, they're super used to being all naked together, so... That's what, what I'm like, saying. No personal space. Like dog pile. But the funny thing is, is like... pile. <laughs> 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 the funny thing is, though, is that Harry wasn't given the secondary passenger seat, right? Billy's driving, sure. George is clearly in the back. Meryl and no, are in the back. He is, because that's why Georgia moves to the back. Georgia moves from the oh, front I seat see. to give... To give I see, I see. To them. Harry, that's his name. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, what's so, name? What? so uh, yeah, it was... <laughs> gonna, that guy we talking about? It was going to come out like Jerry or something. I was trying to yeah, no combine, like, Georgia and Harry together. No. Or Barry. Larry. Larry. Um, Nipples. <laughs> censor it. Please censor it. The Discord people can't handle it if you don't censor it. <laughs> Christine, that one was for you. <laughs> uh, so, anyways... Just saying. So, yes, all of... So, Harry's like, what the fuck? I said volunteers only. And Billy's like, yeah, I know. I told him. Just so happens they all volunteered. I love the dedication that they have. Like, they are so incredibly loyal. So good. They're like, no, man, Harry's our guy. Like, we'll go back him up. We know we're going... Well, I mean, they probably don't really get the scope because whoever does until you've been in it, right? But, you know, but they're all like, it's our bro, man. We'll go fight some fucked up fairy war that we don't understand. Sure. You know? And it goes to show, like... hero will do everything you say. But you see it time and time again throughout the series, just like, well, you know, as much as Harry wants to be like, I, I walk this lonely road, the only road that I have, people <laughs> are always there with you, man. Yeah, like, time and time again, like, he's got his fucking, like, army at his back, like. His entourage. His entourage. His entourage, yes. I was going to say, a lot of the planning and a lot of the consequences and things like that may sort of be on Harry, um, and... The reasoning, like, for instance, this, you know, like, it, it, it's quote-unquote his fault that we're in this war and all that kind of stuff. Yes, obviously, there's good reasons for it. But you're right. When push comes to shove, he's usually got, you know, people that is like that. In the final culmination, you know, he can call on Murphy. He's got the elf. He's got Michael. He's, you know, exactly. Well, right? I mean, like, so I get Stormfront, sometimes where he feels like he's... Stormfront, he was really all alone for that. He had to go and face Victor Sells by himself. But even then, Morgan even showed up and, like, at the very end there, it was like, oh, yeah, I saw you kind of, like, you know, fall in the fire room. and drag you out so you wouldn't, like, burn to death. You're welcome. You owe me for well, life. In some ways, <laughs> I mean, I think he probably still has that imprinted on himself just because of his his, his youth. 
well, being abandoned well, yeah. that I'm, way. I'm saying though, he he was say he was alone for Stormfront, but even in you know Full Moon, he had the Alphas there too, right? He had Murphy with him. Yeah. Even in the third in the, book, in the Michael end. was there at the end. There was a yeah. little bit of you know his own obviously sad parts when he was alone. But yeah, he, but that's that's what I mean, right? Is like yeah, he does have like some of the issues revolt. Like again, you're like Michael might not be as invested in whatever happened with Susan because mm-hmm. it's you know I mean like well Michael just is because he's Michael, but you know what I mean? Like right, Harry is sort of always in it and has more consequence, more trauma, more But really, whatever, that's fair. Which is fair, you know, and I'm like, that's what he's saying. It's like, I often get why he feels like, I'm so alone. This is all, this is my problem. Like, I can't, you know, when everyone else is like, dude, we get it. We will come and stomp monsters with you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, this is your fight. Yeah, technically, this doesn't have anything to do with Murphy. This doesn't have anything to do with the alphas. But exactly, right? They're like, dude, this is what we're trying to say. <laughs> like, like, it all comes right back to chapter one, right? It's like, I don't need any help and I don't need you. Naturally, the hit went right down then. And if Billy hadn't been with him, he would have been fucked because he had, they flanked him, mm-hmm. right? He's holding up his shields to the gunman in the trunk and the tigress is sneaking up behind him. And if Billy hadn't been there to chomp on her hand. Sometimes you just need a little help from your friends. So they get going to, you know, fairy battle, whatever. And I like how he's just like, where do I go? It's like head towards the lake. Okay, but where, where, where? And he's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, please look above you. I know. This is one of those things where I'm like, I kind of get, I almost feel like he draws it out a bit too much though. Like I'd be like smacking him upside the head or whatever, because he's like, uh, cause at first he's like, Hey, where are we going? And he's like, mm, head east or whatever. Right? So Billy's like, okay. And starts going. And then he's like, so where are we headed to? And he's like, just points up. And Billy's like, up. Yeah, up, up where? Up there. Yeah, okay, fucker, I get it. Where the right. fuck is up there? I'm like, you know, Billy's like, okay, well, I hope you know some roadside. But it's just like the way, it's like he co- almost goes like for a couple of times. He's like, up where? Where up? How far up? That's where the difference. are we getting up? And then there, he just keeps being like, up there, up there, up there. That's the difference between your equals and people who idolize you. Because Murphy and Michael have been like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But Billy and the werewolves are like, ooh, what's up there? What, what do you up? mean? How up? How about where? What streets? How do you get up there? <laughs> but yeah, he would have never been able to pull that off with like Murphy. Fear Michael. They'd have been like, uh, I'm the one driving right now, bitch, so how about you start? Yeah, <laughs> right? Because I was like, okay, going? get the first one. He gives him like the towards the lake or whatever, and then he's just like, yeah, yeah. up, up. I looked up. Yeah. I looked up. He's like, I where are we that, going? That up. moment before there, he has where? this fuddy daddy moment though, where he's like, they all look so damn young. Or maybe it was just me feeling old. Oh, God. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> old curmudgeon wizard. Five years well, old difference. I know, like, that's, that's what we, I know. That's what it says. Right. Like, but you know, sometimes those four or five years make you feel a lot older. <laughs> when you're looking at. I mean, honestly, I felt that way in like 12th grade where I ended up in like a 10th grade class and I was like, I was not this annoying like just two years ago. Like, there's no way I was this horrible like two years ago. <laughs> that was like grade 12 to grade 10, okay? So, like, you know, <laughs> like it goes surprise. In, in certain certain age groupings, it's, yeah, you know, 30 to 50, not a big deal. You're all, you know, apparently like 21 to 26 is just like, oh my Ugh. God. I mean, this is like when we used Tom going down in Undertown. He's like, I've been working here like five or six years. And we're like, um, Harry, you've only been here five or six years. <laughs> you found out last week. <laughs> you found out when Toot said you had to go to Undertown. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. You don't know about this village. Jeez, what kind of supernatural God, guy are you? So yeah, so he does is there, up there, where there, 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 up there. I'm like, okay. So who's on left? Who's on left? Wait, that's not it. Who's on second? Who's on first? (laughs) What's on second? Sports guys. (laughs) We are sports guys. 
Let's make a podcast who's about on left? sports. <laughs> who's on left? Will Matt fucking Wilson? Sam Wilson. I did a left. degree in music theater. <laughs> <laughs> For a good reason. <laughs> so I, I do like this exchange, though. Were you going to say it, or are you just... Okay, because, um, yeah, Billy's all like, so what's the score? And he's like, well-intentioned, but dangerously insane bad guys are ahead coming down the stretch. The fairy courts are duking it out up there, and it's probably going to be very hairy. The summer ladies are baddie, and the winter nighters are bitch. <laughs> she's got a magic hanky. She's going to use it to change a statue in a girl and kill her on a big Flintstones table at midnight. And then, of course, you hear Meryl coming, wait, girl, Lily? She's like, mm, yeah, so we got to find her and save the girl. So, yeah, and Billy's like, well, what's the consequences otherwise? Well, I don't know, how do you, he's like, he's like, gonna be like, kaboom, like, bad. And he's like, oh, how do you feel about Ice Ages? <laughs> it's like, all right. Not great. Not great. We got our first snowfall yesterday, and we are about <laughs> to experience the next four months of an, our own Ice Age. Yes. And, and already, and the I'm boat. miserable. Yeah. That's where I start hibernating. Yeah. Because right. my car won't make that snow. Should I? I'm, I'm done. We were 24 hours into it having not stopped snowing, and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to get those tires changed on my car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was. What was I going to? Uh, oh, yeah. People being stupid drivers. Because, again, it's like it's starting to like it's it's really good like snowball snowman weather. It's that wet, sticky wet. snow. But it means That'll hurt. You whack somebody with that. Like, <laughs> well, it's a little bit slow. Well, if you keep it sticks together, if, though. If you it pack does. it into an ice ball, yes. But if you... It's sticky... And it, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no snowballs, people. Just make snowman. More snow nipples. <laughs> make love, not war. Make people, <laughs> not artillery. <laughs> I can't stress how much the nipples are for you, Christine. <laughs> It's also kind of creepy because my daughter's wearing a very low-cut shirt as she sits across from me, so there may be more nipples than I want in this episode. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> Anyways. There's a bra the on, too. Roads, the roads are, like, wet, but they're not particularly slippery or icy themselves. And on an 80 road coming out of my little country town, there's a paved road, not a gravel road, and they were still doing, like, 70. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can handle the 80 on this road that's a little bit wet but not fucking deadly yeah so already it has begun where people are like oh my god there's a snowflake i'm gonna do 50 for the next six months yeah it's rough out here it's rough out here so anyways yeah they head to the lake i do like like i mean it is it's very aslan narnia stone table thing like that's pretty well established like that's just what it is exact same concept yeah. This is how it's going to go. Steal the power, transfer it over, keep it, whatever. Yeah. And I like, so uh, Billy at least goes like, fine, especially since Dresden's apparently being our sarcastic ass and won't tell me anything, but they're up there. He's like, can I just ask some questions and figure out what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but he makes some interesting points here. Like, he has some good questions, right? So he's like, okay, so she's just trying to screw up both of the courts. And he's like, why didn't she just, you know, give the power to, to Winter? Or, or why didn't she just screw up Winter so that Summer can win? And Harry's like, she can't. She has no control over Winter's power, but she can move her own power around, which is why she killed her own knight. And I'm like, it does kind of make it interesting, because of course, this is kind of what you are wondering, right? When this when this all starts unfolding, you're like, why is she blowing up her own home base? Why is she not attacking the enemy kind of a thing, right? And it's like, because yeah, she can't get in there. The enemy is, and again, being that she's the, the youngest, lowliest of the queens, right? Sure, maybe like the queens or something could, but she doesn't have that kind of power to attack 
into winter or anything like that, right? So the only way that she can do it is by screwing up, you know, making it an inside yeah, job. She's got to sabotage. Sab her sabotage. Thank you. That's what I'm looking exactly right. And and so then Billy's even like, okay, well, I sort of understand that. And he's like, then, but again, if it's to put it in Winter's favor, so Winter's like, why didn't she just like work together? And he's like, probably never occurred to her. <laughs> you know, he's like, summer is summer and winter is winter. He's like, they don't work together. And they're like, well, small favors, at least that way. So, well, I did like the clarification moment there because there was like, for me, it was kind of just like, why? Why is she doing this? Yeah, like, why? Because before it was really like, this shit is fucked up and needs to stop was like, that was the only reason that you kind of saw from her. But when when it's asked, what, what the hell is she hoping to accomplish? She probably thinks she can write out the big war, then she'll put it all together again from the ashes just the way she wants it. Aha! Okay. Yes. Because that's that the other thing. It's like, okay, but why is she fucking up with the balance of, like, exactly why have they done this? So, and especially, because you you, initially you'd be like, okay, well, Winter just wanted more power, but as Harry's going through, and he's like, well, Winter, you know, Mab and, and Titania don't know what each other's doing, so obviously they're not, you know, Winter didn't just steal the power, they'd be like, whatever, right? Because there's that, it probably, you said it never really occurred to, to, to her that together. way and the two don't uh, the two don't work together but aurora is already working with the winter night so like yes technically already working together mm, they are kind of i guess but she's not work again she's working with like a minion of winter she's not working with the powers that be she's not working with the winter lady or the queen or the mother or anything like that right like i the, think you know lady queen is a hireling Right, that they get to do their bidding. You know, he's like a bodyguard. Yeah, they're a pawn for them, pawn. right? Yeah, my so. pawn is your pawn, right? So, you know, they're just regular okay. mortals. So he may have been scavenged by Winter first, but he's not, you know, a Winter. He's just like, whatever. Like, I chose my people to manipulate or control. They chose their people to manipulate or control, but they're all still... Yeah, and, and yeah, and I think we've seen enough of, again. Like as we were talking about the whole point of like the the knights being mortal and having their um, free will and whatever other bullshit points. Um, you know that that exactly is that Maeve was just treated him like shit and was you know constantly torturing him and drugging him up and then torturing him and drugging him up you know and whatever and he just was like fuck this I'm like you know like. Aurora sold him a better deal, you know. And as known... Sold him a better line of bullshit, I guess. And We know for a fact that Lloyd was sort of chosen for his lack of individuality, and, lack yes. of... Foresight. Yeah. Lack of foresight, but just, like, he's very easily controllable, manipulate. He will just do what you tell him to do, right? So yeah. He's a thug, and he's happy to be a thug. Exactly. He's like, so he's, he's, what does Harry call him, like, a, a vicious heroin addict, uh, vicious murdering heroin addict or whatever, right? And he's like, he's cool with those things, right? He's like, sure, you want me to go kill people? I'll go kill people, you know, sure, you want to shoot me up with a bunch of drugs? I'm more yeah. than ready. Like, he, he wasn't, Winter didn't select him for his loyalty or his brains or, or yeah, right? his he cunning was, or strategy. Like you said, yeah. selected to be he's a thug, thug and he's happy to be a thug. So for yeah. Aurora, that works out great too, right? If, yeah. you know, on the one hand, it's great to hire muscle, but if your muscle can be bought by the other team, you know, it's only, you know, so mm -hmm. good, good. Yeah. And again, I think, like you say, he's not a big player, but it did, you know, it, it, it it's enough. Like, one, yes, it makes, you know, it confuses you a little because, again, you would, like you say, you don't expect Winter and Summer to work together. So, of course, right? So the fact that he she was sort of able to seduce him over to work with them at all is probably not something that the queens or anything like that are expecting or, or you know, would really foresee or whatever. Um, and really all she had to do was just be the tiniest bit nice to him because Maeve is such a raging psycho. But it, it has, it does benefit Aurora that it does screw them up 
a little bit because you know as you see as, as they're getting into it here in a minute or whatever and Mab's like yeah our knight's not here to help us out you know and it's like yeah no he defected right so again just skewers a little bit right that if they'd had Lloyd there fighting for their side it would have made things that much harder for Aurora as well right but well because yeah it, again the, the knights get their power from their side too yeah. right so it is just that yeah. much more of lacking I guess maybe yeah it is just that they have no connection because like okay, even with the changelings here right it's like with Meryl and her little group they're like all of their fey parentage is connected to the winter court right they are all, all part of that and whereas again the knights have no affiliate they, they are just Joe Blow mortal out in the world that a fairy you know however they come across them or pick them whether they you know pick them out of the blue and go up to them or whether they've had dealings with the courts and eventually they're like hmm, maybe we can make use of you right but there's no affiliation there to begin with so maybe that's the other reason why she can kind of persuade him back over to her side or not because like even with toot and stuff like that it's like those are the wild fae they don't really have an affiliation but they can be more easily called if they're doing good things or doing bad things or you know what i mean but i think it's a little bit like open to temptation right so like in yeah. the terms of meryl with her troll parentage being called to one way is just a lot easier you know the inhibitions of a troll just makes certain things much more easily influenceable for her. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're a little bit more, you know, like let's say Toot Toot, we don't know his parentage, but he seems to be not, you know, Troll or Goblin or Billy Goat Groff or whatever. Well, no, fucking, he's obviously right? like a little pixie right? fairy type she, but... So for that one, the influence is a little bit more 50-50, you know? So yeah. it's at any given time, just like the regular human mortals, you might be influenced to one side or the other. But there are just some things. And yeah, some, but that's what I mean. Is you know, nurture versus nature, where it's like how you are exactly yeah, swayed it, one way or the other. It's, again, the knights can choose what side they're on. Mm -hmm. Like, he's got the power from there, but you're not necessarily bound the same way to, you know, like, um, well, even like in this case, you know, it was like, even Aurora can't really defect to winter. She can screw up her own thing in favor mm -hmm. of, but like you say, it's like... She's you know, it's summer, just not summer, within summer. her. Yeah, she's not within her nature to go across and be like, "Yo, Mab, let's." You know what I mean? And that's what I mean. It's like if if Meryl and Lily and Ace and Fix, if they all choose to go, like they can either choose to be mortal and then they give up their she half and they're just mortal human beings like everybody else, or they can choose to be that she half, but then they're going to be part of the Winter Court. I don't think they can choose fairy and go to summer. If they choose to be fairy, they're going to be in the Winter Court. So Dresden, uh, they get the, to their location and Dresden uses the uh, ointment on the alphas, the changelings in himself, and then he has the alphas change form to protect their identities. Yeah. He's like, so we're going to be facing some fairies. They can hold grudges. I don't want anyone to get a look at who you are. Okay, so like, how many are we talking? All of them. <laughs> it is, as far as briefings for a war go, it, you know, it's not... Like, for the game plan, you know, it's very much just like, what are we going to do? And it's like, all right, cover my Basically. ass until I can find this thing. <laughs> You're my muscle? Yeah. Try not to let me die or yourselves die. Let's go. It's like, cool. I mean, really, that's, I mean, pretty much that's any war. That's day-to-day -day day advice. To, well, <laughs> I guess, but. Don't die. Don't die. But, you know, this is, again, it's a little bit more, you know, specifically coming at you. I don't necessarily expect to be attacked by guns and swords on a daily basis. It could happen. But here, yeah, basically, yeah, exactly that's it. He's just like, I gotta get here to do this thing. So basically, you're making sure nothing can get to me, and hopefully you all don't die in the meantime. <laughs> okay. The alphas find something and take off after it almost immediately. 
uh, Dresden, Maryland fix head head towards a nearby gate and find the chain ripped off. Not by a fairy, too much metal. So yeah, they get there and he's going to share his little ointment. He's like, okay, I'll put this on you so you all can see past the fairy glamour and stuff like that too. So you're not going to be too, you know, taken in or confused or whatever. Um, but he's like, it's also really like kind of disconcerting for Harry because of course, as they're all getting ready to change, it means they're all stripping out of their tearaway clothing. So he's like, there all these naked college students prancing by him to kind of like, I don't like Billy makes the joke. He's like, well, I still have the, at the football team, <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah. And almost immediately after, so once everybody is changed and there's just enough left for Dresden, because apparently the gatekeeper didn't figure he was going to have like 14 allies coming along with him either. Fuck you, gatekeeper. I've got friends. Right? Exactly. But see, I was thinking this was more like a teen wolf thing when, like, you've got mountain ash and it just is always the perfect amount you need. Oh. Maybe it's just... Just like magically Mr. knows. Mr. Dress-Up's Tickle Trunk has just got exactly, exactly what you need in it for the time. Need. Yes, Mr. Dress-Up's Tickle Trunk is exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that always amazed me as a preschool child. I was supposed to. And it worked. <laughs> That was the target demographic of <laughs> amazing magical tricks. <laughs> As Tanzan said, yeah, you've got a fence busted, and that's a lot of metal going into a fence. Yeah, but it's still something because he does still say it's like broken. It is. It is. Is this one sort of melted? Uh, I got to the game corner. Uh, shattered link lay in the ground nearby. The ends had been twisted, not cut, and steam curled up. So again, it's like something, I don't know, maybe this is grumming his fingernails again, like with the thing. But I just think it's kind of funny how fixes like, could have just got bolt cutters. I'm like, you still would have been cutting through the thing. Like, I don't know, maybe just because you'd cut through the lock and just have to replace the lock instead of cutting through the middle of a chain and having to replace a chain. But I, I don't quite get why fixes so like... <laughs> What? You know, you should have used a bolt cutter instead of tear open the, ch- like, you know, I'm like, the chain's still broken open. It doesn't matter if you ripped it apart with magical strength or used a bolt cutter. <laughs> but anyways, um, but the, the, the alphas have all, as soon as they all get out and change and Harry's just, then all of a sudden they, you know, you see some of them, like their head whips over to something and then boom, they all take off and fix his leg with the book. And Harry's like, oh, they must've hurt or Meryl or somebody. They're like, I don't know, maybe they heard something. They're like, well, we'll just go. I'm sure if anything happens, Billy will let us know. <laughs> So, yeah, so they go to find the gate. So, yeah, it doesn't really give you a good idea of who, because exactly, she's like, not fairies, because they don't like this much. They they wouldn't come close. And yet it's still ripped apart by something, because it's not neatly cut with a bolt cutter. So, don't know exactly what went through here. Um, but, yeah, they're heading out, and all of a sudden all the lights on the dock go out, which is just never a good thing. And especially not on a place like a dock. Scary and creepy enough to begin with. So yeah, so all of a sudden they're in. So they pull out um, a glow stick and a flash. And okay, I get it, whatever. But this is another thing where I was like, um, he fumbles for his amulet, which we know is on a chain and around his neck. And Fix, he said, has taken out this big monstrous toolbox. And I have to, and he's like, thing looks like heavy as fuck. Kid just like pops it up on his shoulder like he's used to it. But while he's fumbling to pull his necklace out, and just usually all you have to do is just think a little, you know, channel a little will into. But Fix has time to drop the toolbox, open the toolbox, take out a flashlight and turn it on before he can get to his necklace. I'm like, okay, you had a duffel bag in your hand, but like, I don't He's get- balancing. He's got like a blasting rod and a big gun and a- And if you could um, see Jessica's stab. motions right now, all she's doing I'm, is making I'm giant boob motions. Miming myself juggling a lot of objects in my hands. <laughs> but what you're actually juggling in your hands right now just brings us back to nipples once again. <laughs> oh, Christine! <laughs> all she is doing is the miming for big boobs. <laughs> it's not- 
It's not my fault that as a woman, if I'm, I'm holding something, the only thing in that space is boobs. That's not my fault. That's anatomy's fault. You should stand up and talk that way, you know. <laughs> but anyways, Six gets his so. flashlight out first, and she snaps her glow stick first, and then things immediately start shooting at them. So Harry's like, oh no, fair, bad yeah. idea. It's described that fixes basically just turn on like a football stadium light, like... <laughs> That seems stupid to begin with, like this massive no, bright. Just, just a heavy duty flash. Yeah, but it's just massively bright, like just like lights up the whole forest. He turns it on. Big Who cares? Like shoot me right here. Well, okay, yes. I mean, in complete darkness, even the glow light would stand out pretty good. But yes, but okay. Have you ever tried climbing around under a car and trying to fix something? You yes. Want a big heavy duty. Yeah. Well, it's not that abnormal that he's got a big heavy duty flashlight. It's not like he actually pulled out a floodlight. Maybe he had him in his belt. I used to have a, like a mag holder on when I did security, which would have been made more sense, and I could have seen him whipping that out faster. But no, yeah, whip it, it out. says I fumbled for my amulet with cold fingers, but Fix and Marilyn beat me to it. Fix's toolbox thunk down, and a moment later, he stood up with a heavy-duty flashlight. So he literally had to, yeah, drop it down off his shoulder, flip it open, and grab it. Harry's tired. Okay, <laughs> he was almost drowned like two hours ago. I know. Um, you know, those things are fine, but just make it slightly more. You know, like, ugh, I was too tired. To You're ripping it amulet. all apart, okay? No, because just, this is the forum for it. I love these <laughs> books to death, and I let a lot of this cluss over while I'm reading it, but every once in a while, these are the things that occasionally stick in my brain, and unfortunately, you agreed to give me a voice <laughs> to air these things. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> what that... Had a choice. I didn't know what that was going to entail. <laughs> we should have started with a book series with a lot less books. <laughs> We did the projection. And again, I listened to A minimum of, what, five years, and that was with if we did three chapters each episode. We made a mistake. (laughs) Ten years later. Hey, man, I said I wanted to do a podcast. Y'all were like, okay, cool. It's not my fault you didn't think about what that would entail and the ramifications thereof. It just didn't occur to Tanzan and I, who have never had a full conversation with you because we just walk away during (laughs) it, what it meant to be strapped down and forced to hear the end of your thoughts. Rude. And, now and then again in editing. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I dissect See? this and make it make sense? There, Shit. <laughs> there you go, folks. This is why I so often don't finish a thought. I'm not used to anybody actually letting me. That's why I interrupt <laughs> myself constantly. <laughs> like, God oh, damn it, Jessica's tuned out again. Let me start this again. Oh, uh, no. <sighs> But anyways, yes, they get out lights, and then immediately Meryl takes a shot. So Dresden's like, oh, crap, no lights, no lights. <laughs> and tackles her down, and the other flashlight goes spinning away. And thankfully, it rolls away from them, but out into the, you know, oncoming. And there's another big baddie there trying to creep up on them. The tigers. Mm. I think I know it went through the fence. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Although she's in her natural form and she uh, advances the, on the three of them, but neglects to notice the alphas and the the wolves take the ghoul out. Yeah. <laughs> and it is not pretty. No. Not pretty at all. No. But it it, it makes you wonder. So I mean, again, is she Faye? It, I don't know that they're specifically Faye, unless sort of everything that's not in our reality is like Her again. Senses suck. This yeah. This is what I'm wondering, right? Like. I mean, they can't be that bad because when we did Ghoul Goblin or whatever, I'm I'm pretty sure 
you know, they had a pretty good handle on, like, sniffing things and coming up and detecting things. So, is this a case of supernatural against supernatural? But because the werewolves are supernatural, they have an edge up on their sneak attack? Maybe they're downwind. Or, yeah, but, like, other, you know... Well, I, I mean, they pulled up in a giant... Well, sorry, they pulled up in a minivan and just unloaded a giant amount of people. You know, like, I just... A right? supernatural scent of smell has just got to be better than a human? Is that what you... What, is that what quantifies well, supernatural? I think it's got to be better than... Or they, than, smell, they smell canine. And, or better... And than, don't oh, care. They're like, oh, it's dog. Maybe why but she... my point is, though, is that, like, based off of other animals, dogs or wolves just smell insanely better. Like, maybe not out of <laughs> all Have animals. Have you ever smelled a wolf? But... Their smelling capabilities oh, yes. are just insane. Yes, they so are higher if we're going up there. Like, if we're going like so ghoul would... to frog, okay, well, like a frog sense of smell times like 20 equals a ghoul's supernatural sense versus a dog sense of smell times like 20 equals a werewolf's, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, I, I get what you're saying, and maybe that is. But, I mean, yeah, like for supernatural, I would say that, you know, their sense of smell should probably be better than just, like, a regular old wolf sense of smell, but maybe not. Maybe it's only as good as kind of a thing. But, yeah, I just did find it kind of interesting that given how, like, since ghouls are a very fairly bestial-type creature in the way that they're described and everything, you would think that they would have more going on in the hearing and smelling. And I just find it interesting that, yes, she apparently seemed completely unaware of them, despite the fact that, obviously, they knew... You know, they were like they were waiting and, and things. So once Dresden showed up, they didn't notice the 12 other people get out with him kind of a thing and all run away, not change. And like, it just that yep. was obviously whatever. It's good. I'm glad the werewolves got the jump on her. I just, again, find it a little bit interesting that she either discounted all of that or was completely unaware. Or again, is it just supernatural against supernatural that they were able to out outmaneuver her senses with their super senses or whatever? But, but yes. Point being is she's immediately coming in for the kill and immediately uh, somebody... Immediately fucked. But yeah, immediately they, they, they do this very um, quick in and out, you know, like in and then moving away before she can get a retaliation strike at them or whatever. And then they're getting in from the other side. And after a couple of those, they've hamstringed her. She's already down. And then they literally just like in pretty short order, they just pile on. Uh, yeah. And like, again, it's got to tell you because, you know, basically... Um, Dresden's like, yeah, even I couldn't, he's like, what was left was not recognizable, and I had to turn around before I puked all over the way, you know, so you're like, ew, that's, that's a mess. They didn't just take down this thing, they, yeah, left a pile of ground beef on the ground, Yum. and, yeah, Yum. yeah, and you gotta wonder, like, they're kind of nasty creatures, do they, you know what I mean? Would that even be a good meal? Or is that like, no, let me just kill you and leave you because you're like yeah. stinking, rotting. I was going to say, like rotting meat is how I would take it. Yeah. I was like, I don't think you'd even want to eat that ghoul. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they, mm -hmm. yeah, tore it up that much and whatever. Well, dogs eat their own poop, I guess. Well, this uh, is true. Sometimes they do. They were hired to do I a got... job. They did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were volunteered well, to do a job. <laughs> well, they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, so, so, with a dozen wolves, your other six can be off doing shit too, like the gunmen. <laughs> so they, yeah, and it's funny, so I saw another cute experience, right? So one of the wolves picks up 
the flashlight and starts walking away. Want me to follow you? Wolfie nod. And he's like, okay, uh, if Timmy's down the well, I'm going home. <laughs> he's like, dog's just like fucking shut up, Dresden. I hate this guy. <laughs> I know, right? But it's like, you love it. Like you basically get like a werewolf eye roll kind of a thing. He's like, yes, follow me. Woof, woof. Come on. And who do we have stuck down the well? <gasps> but Ace. And he really is a weasel. Total weasel. Yeah. And this is like fully like last piece of the puzzle. As per usual, you know, you've always got three or four different things going on, but it's like, what was this last little minute here? Because we wondered at Walmart too, right? It's like, what, we, we've got this plant monster and you've got these guys and they're in and they're out and the ghoul, the tigress defected right away after like Murphy was getting it like. Yeah, she ran off. I know, which is dumb because like when they're, when they're leaving that too, when she's like giving him the gun or whatever. And she's like, well, somebody's out there shooting, so they're, like, obviously human. And I'm like, obviously, though? <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, like vampires and things. I'm like, I guess maybe it's more likely. But just because they're not slinging a spell and shooting a gun doesn't mean she's like, obviously, they're mortal. So take a gun and shoot back, you know? And I was just like... Uh, to be fair, Harry says the same thing. He's like, no one ever expects the wizard to shoot you or punch you in the face. Like, yeah, I say, I guess. Right? It doesn't occur to Aurora to work with Mab. It doesn't occur to a vampire to pick up a gun. Like I suppose not. So anyway, so yes, we figure out that this was... Yeah, so he kind of left Meryl and Fix where they first, you know, shot started going off because he followed the wolf a little ways over right, to where they had... They're tending to Meryl, Meryl who's been yeah. shot, fortunately only grazed. Yes, thankfully not too big, but they obviously, you know, considering she's not that bad, they they don't just wait around for them to come back. They sort of go off and follow too, so they come up. And again, you just get this sort of moment of, like, innocence or whatever. She's like, Ace? You shot Meryl? He's like, well, he didn't mean to, you know, but it was just like, like, you know, it's just like the way he comes up and he's like, like, you're the one, like, you shot, you shot Meryl, like, we're all friends, why? Like, like, Fix is just like, why? Crushed. Yeah! Right? And then he's like, I didn't mean to, and then Meryl's like, oh, yeah, you just meant to shoot Dresden, the only other person that's ever tried to help us for anything, like, and she's like, and this is where I think you see again, you know, that where Meryl is sort of the little matriarch of the group or whatever, like, when she's commenting before about kind of having to take care of everybody and you know like sometimes I think it'd just be easier to choose but you know I gotta look out for like Fix and Lily and Ace you know and this is it too right where she's like oh she's like you just like all you ever think about is yourself you know like nobody else has ever tried to 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 pitch in and help us and you know shit's going down and you know instead of being worried and like actually trying to find Lily like we thought you were doing you've been running around trying to take out Dresden and cause more problems and you know, and so we do find out that it is tech, because, you know, they, when they were first theorizing about it, when he's talking to Murphy and stuff, and Murphy's like, well, it makes most sense for it to be the vampires, and he's like, okay, yeah, that kind of does, but again, it seems like weird timing, because they just um, Pearl Harbored all these wizards in, in Russia, and when he's thinking over it afterwards, and he's like, again, it seems kind of crazy coincidence that the ghoul was there, but I'm like, I guess she could have been on one contract and just taken another one that just happened to also be me, but that seems so. You find it's a little bit of a crossover between the two, right? So Ace actually tried because he was sick of the t- and Because it, it doesn't sound like this happened within like the last day. He says he went to make a deal with the vampires because he was trying to get protection from Maeve. But isn't that the whole point? You guys were all hanging out with Ronald Rule in the summer court to begin with. It's because he was the only one that sort of stuck up for you guys. And that was like when like Maeve told 
Lloyd to back off and stuff like that because he used to try to terrorize Lily and stuff like that until Rule stepped in and was like, no, back off or you deal with me. And then Maeve was like, fine, we don't want to mess with the summer night. So why did he then still need to go to the vampires? Well, and even unless still, this happened in the last two days, that still seems like Has Ronald only been dead for two days? Yes. Oh, I thought he'd been dead for like a week or something. Not. I, I don't think it went down hardly before Mab came to to hire him or whatever. Like, within a day or two kind of a thing. Like, basically, he got killed. Well, how Everybody long does it take fu- to get a funeral well, arranged? Well, this is the thing. Like, it can happen next day, and it can happen in, like, three weeks, depending on what people can do. It's usually within the first few days. Most people don't hold off a funeral too long. And there was an in- a, a brief investigation, so that would have held things up, at least. Yeah, but it was brief. They basically went in and were like, mm, this is a suicide or an accident. The guy fell down the stairs, right? Like, there wasn't, like, a full police investigation because that was the problem. But it would still delay things. So I assumed we were a weekend, more or less, which is a little bit of time for Ace to just panic and be like, oh, shit, without Ronald, we're fucked. I gotta go find thing, too. But even still, I mean, even if you've got Ronald protecting you, it can still be an annoyance. Like, oh, we're dependent on this guy. It'd be great if it could just stop, right? And if the, the vampires are way more than just one guy, if they can promise us, you know. Well, the vampires were probably looking for a lackey. Yeah, I mean, As opposed to him going to... Maybe it was. Well, exactly. The vampires probably came to him, and they were like, hey, buddy, like... No, he says, he, says like, he went to that, because he says he was looking for protection from Maeve and from Slate. So I'm like, okay, maybe it was as soon as Rule got whacked and he realized, oh shit, we don't have anybody else looking out for us. Um, Let me go ask the Red Corp vampires to, you know what I mean? It just seemed kind of, like he doesn't make it sort of clear that way. He doesn't like once that he was gone. He just said that he'd gone to them. He's trying to get protection, but still. Yeah, so I just, again, it just seemed a little off. Like I'm just not quite sure what the timeline was there. But regardless of whatever his timing was, whether it was before or after rule is, that's what he did. He was like, hey, you can stick up for us. And they were like, sure, we'll protect you guys. Go kill Dresden for us. And if you don't, we'll just eat you instead. So he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll go kill Dresden for you. <laughs> So yeah, and he's the one he admits to hiring the tigress. Okay, another box ticked off. Okay, now we know. So it does still lend some odd qu- because, like you say, it does still bring us back. Where did they just both end up at the same place at the same time at the Walmart? Because again, he because like Aurora was like, I didn't hire the tigress. I don't. I don't hire you know hired killers. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just get my own and send them out to kill people. But I don't hire. As, um, I've got them on payroll already. I, right? Yeah. She's like, I need to go outside for that. So it's like, yeah, it makes you wonder that did they all just, like you say, coincidentally show up and like you say, why they weren't affected by the mind fog or they just like all showed up and like, hey, we're here. To, are you here? Okay, well, we were here first. So why don't we go in this door and you take that door? That's awesome. We weren't sure we were going to cover that. So anyways, yeah, not specifically linked, but all ended up there. And he's like, okay, well, we should at least get away now. And she's like, we can't go like what the fuck? Like, they still got love. He's like, well, then we should at least choose if we, like, declare loyalty. And you just see, Meryl just lose it on. I mean, at first, like you say, Judson's threatening. You're like, well, let's just rip off his fingers or his nose. And he's like, whatever, you can do whatever you want to me. I'm not going to tell you anything, which is really funny, because as soon as Judson stepped up and said, tear off his nose, you, like, squealed like a little pig and, like, threw your arms up over your face. And now you're all like, I don't care what you do to me. I'm like, well, you did five seconds ago when you thought he was actually going to do it. <laughs> But Meryl is like, you punk-ass bitch. She's been betrayed. Like, yeah. She's like, you sold us out. You only think about yourself. Like, I'm trying to, you know, get us through life. And you're just 
you know, undoing everything behind our backs and making things worse instead of making things better. And, and especially Meryl, who has said, like you said, it, sometimes it might just be easier to choose, right? Yeah. And here's Ace now, like, let's just choose, guys. Like, let's just do it, right? And she's like, motherfucker, like, what's even the point of me yeah. helping you guys then if I could have just chosen this whole time? Yeah, like, like, what have we all been fighting against if this is just where, like, yeah, yeah why didn't we all just... But yeah, basically, he's a chicken shit coward, and now that... You know, his back's up against a wall. He's willing to sell out all of his principles or morals if he had any. And and Meryl just basically tells him to leave before she kills him. Tries to, you know, tells the wolves, no, no, let him go. Yeah, he figures whatever. He's kind of a guy's little bitch. He's like, yeah, that's fine. We don't need to take him down. This was their thing. But yeah, he definitely took it like a step further, you know? Like it wasn't just, you know, like trying to save your own butt. It's like... It's really annoying to be Harry. Because it's like, okay, fine, like, fine, I get it. The vampires want to kill me. Okay, fine, like, the White Council wants me dead. But now you're just letting random Joe Blows take out a contract on me? That's not fair. Right? <laughs> exactly. If any old moron can just go hire a ghoul, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> right? I already stopped ordering pizza delivery, guys. Like, <laughs> Come on, you take everything away from me. So, yeah, so after she, you know, and that's got a, oh, the kick in the stomach thing. Mm. Uh, it's just not cool. And she does it to him like a couple of times. And yet they let him go. But she's like, whatever. They figure that's the thing. They're already on. They killed They killed his ghoul. They busted him. They're like, you're too much of a pansy. Now that Dresden knows who you are, you're like, you know. It's fine. <laughs> this like, will whatever. never come back to bite anyone in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, whatever. Your, your, your bullying is over, you know. Yeah. Dresden and his small army continue on towards the end of the pier. Harry feels something and uses his uh, some of his will to reveal a set of stairs of solid, translucent moonlight. This is very cool. Congealed starlight. That would that be a pretty one to see in a movie. You can, that, you can pull that off. Right. If you did it well, that would be an awesome effect. It slowly glimmers up into the sky. Make their way up the steps. They're just, yes. He does the, you know, put the toe out. I don't fall off the cliff. Like, okay, let's go. And yeah, he's like, wow, from Vex. And she's like, we go up that. Woof. Like, there's all your peoples. <laughs> you get a wow, a question, and a woof. While we're young, let's go. Nipples. This concludes our episode 9.20, Stairway to Heaven. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk.